Hi, I'm Ryan Myers, joined by Will Acevedo and Dimas Portillo, and welcome back to the Top 4. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com, old school year to find all the news times need to know. Boys, we had a little bit of a break uh, over Thanksgiving break. We did not record, unfortunately, but we're back I know in December. I know missed us, man. I we're, know they all missed us. They did miss us, but we're back in December, and we're better than ever because we have a lot to go over. And I think Demish should uh, lead us off for this little segment. We're not going to spend too much time on it because it is kind of old news. But I know Demis uh, is excited to to talk about this subject real quick. Um, not I mean, yes, excited, sad, a lot of emotions. Sad? Are you are you really sad? Um, is, is it sad? I, I know it's, it's I, hard, dude. It's it's, heartbreaking. it's hard it's to see a legend leave like it's heartbreaking. That, though. but it was his time to leave. So also for those who don't know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked as Manchester United manager. Uh. They just appointed Ralph Ragnick, a man who's uh, a German head coach or manager who's been very uh, resound, known uh, Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel a long time, and they have a lot of praise to give him. But when it comes to Ole, I mean, it, it's just a little sad to see him go, even though he, it was time for him to go. It made me sad to see that interview he put out with Man U. That one was – That was kind of weird to me. How do you guys feel about that? Like, I don't, I don't hate the idea of the interview. I think it was, I think it was nice to see. It's hard to I also think that it's also like – uh, have we seen any other managers do interviews after they've been sacked like that? At least that fresh? Like, because it just happened. Like, it was less than 12 hours after the news had been announced. And they already did an interview. I don't know. I just feel like that was a little premature. And there's so much emotion that you can't really give, like, genuine or, like, thought-through answers in a way because you're still, like, going through a lot. If, I, that might just be me, though. I don't know. I mean, I respected it. The, the interview is a little heartwarming. And I guess in a sense, like, you don't really see managers – getting an interview after getting sacked. Um, he asked for one. But, yeah, uh, yeah sure. Because he, he, he didn't want the media. He didn't want to the media. And I guess, it was, I guess the only thing that did make it good was that it wasn't through the media. It was through United. Yeah. So they weren't going to ask him, like, pressing questions that the media would ask him, trying to get, like, you know, headlines or any other story. So that, that, was, that was interesting to me. But we can move on from that as well, there's a lot to go. Or let's, you, wanna, you have a final Well, point? I was going to say, I mean, United since then have appointed a uh, – an interim manager for the for the manager of the season. Uh, well, after Carrick, right? So Carrick will be uh, managing the last game this week. And yeah, and then uh, Ragnick, who right? you mentioned, uh, Ragnick is going to be the interim manager uh, throughout the rest of the season. United currently sitting in 10th in the Premier League. Uh, need a lot to get back to the top. Moving on from that, though, uh, the UCL. There was UCL matches last week while we were away, and all four Premier League teams qualify for the next round of the Champions League. So... A little round of applause for the Premier League Dinner there, boys. getting into the next round of the UCL. Shambolic from United, man. Wow. I wish, I wish they didn't. I wish they didn't. You wish they didn't qualify for the, t- the next I, round? Yes. I don't know. I kind of want to see because now you know last year they already did that, not qualifying in the Europa League. So I think it's like, I want to see this year. If you have your Ronaldo on your team, bro, you're going into the round of 16. Then yeah, yeah, true. You know, Ronaldo has kind of no like surprise. he has dragged that team to the UCL uh, knockout stages. So that was that was big. Six goals, man. That's crazy. He has been, he has been. Especially right. on that shambolic, uh, yeah, what's That's factos. That's Wait, factos. That, that's factos, yeah. Factos. It is, it is factos. <laughs> oh, but no, that's, that's, a, that's a horrific United team. I mean, that's... There's a uh, game I want to talk about really quick. There's a game I want to talk about really quick, but can we look over how dominant Liverpool have been in a group that I thought was going to be super competitive? Was, I, thought it was group thought. Did, I mean, I think we all said that, didn't you, we? You look at it, the group is so talented, and there's a lot of history as well. I think you have three uh, champ teams that have won the UCL in the group, Liverpool, Porto, 
and AC Milan, and then uh, Atletico Madrid, who have been to multiple finals and just won uh, La Liga last season, who are currently sitting in fourth, by the way. But there's still there's only one game. There's still previous Europa League winners as well. Yeah. So, but anyway, there's a lot of history with that group. So I'm just very impressed. Liverpool five wins out of five, 15 goals, only five conceded. Every other team in that group has a negative goal difference, but them. They just beat Porto last week 2-1. They've been absolutely dominant throughout the entire uh, run in the group. So I just want to give some praise to Liverpool. have been very good this season. But I think we should move on to a, a game that was very fun, important, dramatic, exciting. Man City PSG. Will, what are your thoughts from that game? Bro, to be honest with you, Ryan, I mean, unfortunately, uh, at the moment, I, w- I was watching the uh, Real game as it was going on around the same time. But uh, the Man City PSG game, what a what a game that was. Um you you see the likes of um of of that PSG squad. You have like what, Neymar and oh did Neymar play that game? Yeah, yeah. Neymar and Bappe, Neymar and Messi, Bappe, they all they all played. And, and, and I I'll be honest, like I I went in, uh well, I didn't watch the game right, but I went in like thinking, okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised if City lost, but they actually ended up dominating the game over uh over PSG. Yeah, and there's a lot that people take away from this game from uh, the tracking back of the superstars to Pochettino not knowing tactics, yada, yada, yada. But I do want to give a lot of credit to, to City because uh, they, they conceded early in the second half, but they were good for the first half. In the second half, they bounced back well. Jesus scored as well as Raheem Sterling to get them the win, and they played a very good game. So I wanted to give them some praise. You know, I, find it, I find it a little funny that just in the sense that um, – Gabriel Jesus, he got a he got a what a goal and an assist, correct? Yeah, he was um, very good. I, I find it funny that like we always we always like to clown him a little bit on here, and he ended up he always ends up like outperforming how we expect him to do. He has been he has been good this year though. Like he has. Gabriel Jesus, he I has think a, I think he, he has is, had a good year. Honestly, he's getting a little overhated, but I don't think he's like. Still I, like I think it's mostly because which is like a problem with a lot of guys. They're they're like listed or their role when they come into a club is like oh you're gonna be the number nine you're gonna be the striker but then they get there and then you know he's he's not like a, he's not a typical like big strong number nine he's short no. fast he's short, quick, quick great with the ball at his feet kind of like a Anthony Martial yeah. I think that's a great comparison the guys ba- that are like supposed to be strikers but aren't and he's known for like not being the most clinical yeah at his yeah time. yeah so that's why he gets some so again again a, a great comparison of uh, Martial. Yeah, so I mean, it, but he he was fantastic in that game. But even though we don't talk too much about teams outside of the Premier League, I do want to touch on PSG because it's interesting how a team that has had so much hype around them has struggled a little bit in some of these in some of these bigger games. You say the same thing about United. I think, but I don't, I don't know. I, I want to no, PSG. Not like nah, United, it's not like PSG. Yeah. Still, at the end of the day, their squad is so much better than United. Why, why you always got to bring it to United? Uh, <laughs> there's no reason for you to do that. Like. <laughs> No, I mean, so, but with, with PSG anyway, they they have the talent, but I think it's it's more than it's more than that. Like I think with with United, it's simple. Like they're tactically not where they need to be, and there's a, like a lot of new pieces. But PSG, I feel like there's a there's a real problem in that locker room that a lot of managers have struggled with. Tuchel has struggled with it uh, when he was at PSG, and Pochettino's having trouble with it, trying to like calm egos down. Players feel like they're bigger than this, bigger than that, better than the club. And I mean, you could just see like in that game, the front three, the work rate was was, was horrendous. Yeah, that, that's that's the poor. problem with making these super teams around the world. Like you can see it sometimes in the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. Like the players just don't get, like. I feel like the Lakers are a good example. Yeah. Like they just don't. They think they're better than the club. I mean, to beat Man City, 
you got to track back. You, you can't let to. their outside backs create. Like, Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker, Cancelo were having a field day. Walker, but I don't know how Bernardo Silva got op- like wide open in the box to lay it off to. Um, who was second? It was. It was that was the that was the that was the Jesus goal because he bounced Jesus, it. Yeah, yeah that Jesus was the Jesus goal. goal. But that, yeah, that was a beauty. That was a beauty. That was a goal. beauty assist. Yeah. But there's no reason he should be that open. Yeah, I, I mean it's just. It's a game now where you used to, you know, back in days before, like the 2000s, when everybody was running a 4-4-2, you could get away with, you know, you defend with eight and you have your two guys up top because the other team did the same thing. They attacked with, uh, like, six or, or seven, whatever, and then they had – you had, but now teams play, like, this total team ball where even the goalkeepers, especially with City, so involved in the tactics and the setup where you can't just, like, sit back the whole game and you can't just uh, allow like only seven guys to defend. You need a full team to defend. And with PSG, they just didn't have that. I mean, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe were kind of just up there, just waiting for the ball. And they didn't they didn't help out their their defense enough because they were just allowing the wing backs and center mids to do whatever they wanted. Yeah, it, right. It's just not a recipe for success. And I think that even though they are an amazingly talented team, they need to fix something if they want to win. Unless, or they're going to start having to score a ton of goals because. If you, you, if, you de- if you defend like that, you have to score, like, three, four goals to win the game. Like, you can't score one goal and not work and then expect to win the game. You have to score, like, three, four to do it. Yeah. Um, and you would expect PSG to be the team to do that, right, uh, considering their attackers to be able to score three or four goals. And especially – and, like, you, well, actually going back to what you said, Ryan, um, in a Champions League game, you don't ever want to do that. You don't ever want to just score a couple goals and then – not track back because at the end of the day, it's a chance. Any, anything, anything is the possible. Magic yeah, and then knockouts. Obviously, it's all about goals. So you know, you, you don't wanna, um, you don't wanna risk like giving up, giving up a lot of goals or whatever, even if you're scoring a lot. So that I mean, it was it was just a fascinating game to me. City played really well, so I just want to touch on it for a little bit. Uh, Chelsea and United also getting wins in the UCL. Chelsea battered uh, Juventus in the reverse fixture at home at the Bridge four uh, 0 seeing. A very dominant game that I was pretty impressed with from the Blues. Uh, you see goals from guys like Trevor Chalaba, Reese James, Callum Hudson-Odoi. So the academy, Cobham working hard, and then Timo Werner getting a goal as well in the 95th. So that was a, that was a great game. You love to see Werner score, man. You yeah, I, I mean, it's always great to see you him. You can't hate him. Especially he's since he's had a tough you. time. But also, um, a big, big news is someone who I've been really happy to see score as well. United, Villarreal. Jaden Sancho got off the mark, getting his first goal so, for United so in that Champions League game. Uh, in, as much in, as a United hater I am, I do like Jaden Sancho. No, me I love Jaden Sancho. one of my favorite players. He's amazing. I remember I got a story from that game. Me and Will were in history. I was watching the game, and Mr. Dunn takes my phone, starts watching the game for me, and he starts commentating it. And then he starts screaming, like, goal, and I didn't actually believe him. <laughs> I snatched my phone back, and I'm like, yo, why is it actually Jaden Sancho? I was so happy to see him finally get on the mark. Yeah, Sancho, it was, it was a great goal as well. Like, it was composed. Was he blasted finish. it into the top bins. Usually when guys aren't in good goal-scoring form, you know, they might want to be, you know, just aim, put it on target or whatever. But he was just blasted it into yeah. the top bins, and it, it went in. So, but I'm just happy to see him score. And a player, so um, that was in great. that game as well, the player that he made the tackle in the first pass to start both goals was Fred. Fred, Fred has been. I, I've been. I've been. I have not been as much of a Fred hater as a lot of people have, and I don't want to start an argument here. But I genuinely think there's a case to be made that he's better than McTominay. 
but I don't want to start an argument, so I'm not going to continue on that. But I really do enjoy watching. As a recent form, I can especially for Brazil as well. I feel like like talent, talent wise, Fred is better. McTominay just. I feel like he gives it all more. For the like some t- yeah, I, the I see that. I don't know. I, I just love the way, like, Fred, he, you know, he wins the ball back well. Um, he's not afraid to put in tackles, whatever, get play dirty, any of that stuff. And, he, you know, for a lot of times, especially when he plays for, like, Brazil or whatever, you know, he has some really good yeah, games. Yeah, he goes to Brazil, he goes crazy. I think he's just more consistent than McTominay, which is a problem. You know, he has games where he's awful, and then he has games where he's like, yeah. good, where McTominay is usually pretty, like, flat line, even across the board. Uh, but we can move on from that yeah, anyway. Well, a quick, a quick side topic before we we start going into our team of the week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ballon d'Or happened this past week, um, or was sorry, this week in general. Obviously, uh, Leo Messi winning the Ballon d'Or, greatest um, player of all time. What I think it was deserved. It was deserved. Uh, I mean, of course. Yeah, and I know I was going to say like, oh, it's not deserved. I well, the thing, about look, the thing is, is that year? I just, I just feel bad for Lewandowski at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going to say Messi is not like, like. I would say they both deserved a Ballon d'Or, but obviously, like at the end of the day, the people voted for Messi. Like you can't argue with what people voted for. Um, the only reason I say Lewandowski is just because he deserves his Ballon d'Or from last year. Like I mean, if he if he had a Ballon d'Or last year, I would not be complaining. I but think the, I think I think that's why they. And th- this is the one thing I do kind of I'm like not happy with is how um, they how they made. A like a like a little like another they made, side they made a, trophy a striker striker of the striker of the year, uh, just so they could give Lowen uh, an award. They That's gave that to him, which I mean, he which I'm not mad. With, I'm not too mad with. I just wanted because to, to point you that out. you could tell that they made that just to not have him feel bad. But in in reality, it would make me feel worse because if they gave if they only made a best attacker award, why why not uh what's it called a midfielder or a goal or the Yashin trophy. They have they right? have the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have the Yashin trophy. Uh, well, a midfielder or a best defender either. You're right. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. That's all. I think I think in all reality, uh FIFA should have surprised Lewandowski with the twenty twenty Ballon d'Or because in all reality There's still time, honestly. I mean I they, they, they essentially surprised. could still give it to him. Uh I saw what the president of of, of uh, France football said. Um I would love that to that see they that. they that they may consider it, but I don't know. Yeah, at the end like of the day, it's they, it, it's just something to move on from. I'm I feel not like really a big point for them to consider it was Messi like publicly saying it in his speech that Lewandowski deserves to have one. Yeah, like, I think anybody who would have won the Ballon d'Or except Lewandowski would would have said something like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, at the I end, I feel of like day, Ronaldo would have sued in his face. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, 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 that's my <laughs> joke. Hey, that's my joke. I told you that one. <laughs> he would but, definitely yell sue on the mic. But we're going, we're going into our, to our team of the week. But now. I do want to say one thing before we move on all the way, which I thought was really cool. Just a little side thing after the Ballon d'Or awards. Obviously, the Ballon d'Or uh, awards were in Paris, and that's where Messi is currently playing for PSG. And you see, you guys obviously saw what Adidas did. That was amazing. They, oh, the, the they goats, put the, the seven goats, goats yeah. uh, next to the Eiffel Tower uh, for Messi, as they are claiming that he is the goat, which I mean he is. Whoa. And he, is he has the seven Nike, Ballon Nike probably well. would have done the same thing if uh, if they had signed Messi over, or they if they had Messi over Adidas. I, I don't know. I just I think I think that was really cool from Adidas. That was yeah, real. That was yeah, really yeah, sweet. The, the golden, sick, the golden goats. Uh, and at the Eiffel Tower form, but yeah, we can move on to our uh, team of the weeks. We I have. Like I, I, I want to start with the goalie. I think I think we all have the same goalie, and Demis is very excited uh, about this one because for for first. once it's not a joke, and I think we're all hey, serious. Yeah, never about said it. it as a joke. Mm-hmm. He's old. Nah, 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 nah. Because nah. you would you would say even if United conceded like six goals, you still put nah, the nah, hand nah, goal. Nah, six. No, it was never six. It was right, max four. three. Four. Max three. But no, the Haya man, the Haya's been. 
He's been. I feel like he's a top five goalkeeper this season so far. Yeah, fair. I mean, fair enough. Clean sheet against Villarreal in the UCL, and then only against one goal Chelsea. conceded against Chelsea. There's a penalty, was a penalty as well. And Chelsea had the ball for a lot of the game and could have scored a lot more if they were more clinical. Yeah, great but saves that was still, against Chelsea. That was still a lot of great saves from De Gea. So. He took one from Callum Hudson. Like I thought it was a goal. That one from Hudson Odoi early. I thought he scored it as well. That was great from his leg. He turned it out ways to stop it. The shot. That was class. And he saved the worldie from Rudiger. But as De Gea, well. like, De Gea, De Gea is one of those goalies that I that I that I highly rate though. So he's one of the few United players I like other than like Ronaldo. I can think maybe it's like Ronaldo, Sancho, the other two I probably still like. And Rashi. Yeah, that I probably don't like any other United <laughs> players. But De Gea was like one of those goals and even like you guys had an argument with me one time so where I said he's like he's arguably like like what a top I said he was like a top five goalie of all time. And I would still stick by that. I'll stick by that. I got I got to think about that. But I do I do think that he was very good this last week and he definitely deserves to be in all of our teams. Uh, what are y'all's uh, defensive schemes looking like? I'm running all the right, back mine, four. Mine's a little shaky. I, I, had, I, ha- I have oh, a back, back four. Okay, and cool. and uh, what's it called? My first one is uh, tar, uh, tar, Target. Target. Target, yeah. yeah. yeah the, uh, the left back from uh, Villa. He's good. Um, He's and then on right back, well. I had Tomiyasu. Uh, Damn. You had him on your team? Huh? No, no, no. Uh, I had Tomiyasu on my team, yeah. Yeah, no. But uh, it was a toss-up between him and Reese James. I was I, I wanted to put Reese James. Reese had a goal in the Champions League and against United, he was just sending those crosses. Yeah, I really, I really. But honestly, I think I'm gonna give him a bit of a break because Reese. I think he he's been on the team a lot and he's been an amazing right back. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a break. But yeah. mostly because I want to put in a different yeah, guy had, dude, who's I've also had. a Chelsea Academy graduate. Uh, Tyreek Lamptey, and he doesn't have like amazing numbers. He's coming back from an injury from last year, but I mean, I watched him play against Leeds over the weekend, and he was absolutely incredible. He was getting whatever he wanted on that uh, on that right hand side, uh, and although the game ended in a no-no draw, like he was still incredible, and he created a lot of chances that really the striker should have put away. I think that if <laughs> if Brighton had some anywhere near decent attackers. They would have had like four or five goals this game. I saw, look, I showed Will earlier. Neil Mope missed an absolute wide open net it's sitter. Poor, bro. It was and, so uh, poor. There was a couple other great chances from Trossard and uh, Mudder uh, that Lamptey created, and it, he just he's just been great. Even though he played more as like a winger this game, I just want to. And my my center back really pairings though, uh, Gabriel, bit a bit of a dodgy one. Uh, I was telling Ryan uh, that I don't know. I felt like Ga- Gabriel was a good option for center back. Obviously. There weren't too many like outstanding center backs in the Prem this uh, this past weekend. I went with or this past who was that? I feel like I went just cause. Oh. And oh. then I also said Van Dyke though. Yeah, I put Van Dyke just cause. I mean, two clean sheets. He got his first goal back. He was emotional after that. I know it was. Yeah, it was heartwarming. It was heartwarming to see, even That's as a good. rival fan. Mm-hmm. It's always great to see a player come back like that. I should have Van Dyke in my team, but I'm being biased, and I put Chalaba in mine for the goal against Juve. Uh, that's about it, though. And I, <laughs> that's, that's genuinely about it. I really love Chalaba. But I also put a center back that I don't know if you guys put in your team. I think Dimas probably did. And this is why it pains me, because it's another United player. Eric Bailly. Bailly. You put, you oh, put Lindelof? Has, yo, I was, I was about to put Lindelof in Okay, yeah. He was incredible against Chelsea. Oh, my goodness. That's actually a good show. I forgot about Eric Bailly. 
He Both was our so center backs, good. they actually turned up against Yeah, Chelsea. yeah. I'm not, especially for being backups as well. You know, no Maguire, no Varane. Yeah, they the, stepped up. Bai, yeah, Bai was great. I and, and, I think and he has he has his game. Some people you know, forget Eric how good Bailly. he has his game. Some people forget how good Eric Bai was at VRL. Oh, he's, they were playing bro, Champions League that season when he was there. Center back. He just can't stay healthy. He has his games. He is, just has injury problems. He's, and he's not as extremely consistent. He doesn't have like terrible, terrible games. But he he is he was very good against Chelsea. And I'm I was very impressed. And then our midfielders. You know, um, I'm assuming we all have a pretty similar midfield. Assuming we're all playing like a three, uh, four, three, three, which is what I have. Mm -hmm. Um, it pains me to say it as everybody knows, I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, You are his biggest hater. I love Tiago, man. man. He's, I'll be honest, he's been something else as of recently. Um, and I've also included uh, Gundogan and um, uh, James Madison in there. I went with Gundogan and Fred. I went with uh, Gundogan and, and Rafinha for this goal against Palace. He scored a penalty Ooh. super late, and he got him the winner. Rafinha so I want to I give him that. Mid. And he has got enough love. He has six goals this season in the Premier League in yeah. 12. So he's I want to give him a little no, bit of love. Good. But, um, yeah, I mean, Diago Alcantara, he's been incredible. Can we talk about his goal? Oh, the one against Porto? Yes. That, was, that broke physics. That, dude, that's something. <laughs> I don't that know how that for anyone that hasn't seen it, I suggest you watch it on YouTube or anywhere you, you have, like, a streaming platform because it was absolutely incredible. A volley, like, low driven from outside of the box. The ball was, like, it headed down, but it's it's it swerved, like, it back it up. It swerves up. Like, oh, swerves up. Oh, it was maybe, like, an inch or two off the ground. One of the most just beautiful caressed goals. into the bottom corner. It was incredible. I'm I, sorry. That should go up for, like, goal of the season in the UCL. Like, that was... It could be. That, should be, that, should be a, that should be a Puskas nominee. Honestly. Okay. What, what was the... At the Ballon d'Or, I didn't see the Puskas nominee goals. Like, I didn't either. But I, I, I want to go I back and look at them. I didn't see I guess something we can just include for the next time. Uh, but... And then our front three. Uh, all, all three of my guys are English, and I think they've had a good weekend. I have two English Bu- players. Bukayo and Sancho at the wing. Um, oh, I went. And then uh, two English players. Too. And then uh, I think I had a little bit of a party at up top. I had, I had a party as well. I had uh, a little Jamie bit of a party. Vardy, Jamie Vardy. Vardy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was gonna, I was going to, I was so close to putting Vardy in my team, but I picked a guy uh, who I haven't put in my team this year at all, and that was. Diego Jota. I put him top. I put him left. Oh, you put him left wing? I put Jota up top. I probably should have put him on the wing, but I put him up top uh, because he played a little bit up there. Two goals against Southampton. Uh, he's just been and he's been a great he's, he's been, been in great form great lately. Form. Yeah. He's been in great form. So yeah, I put Jota as well, and, and as well Sancho. Yeah, and then my wingers. I actually had Raheem Sterling for his goal against PSG in the UCL. I think you know Raheem has his moments where he has not been great, and he hasn't been great for like the last year or so. But I feel like in big games, there's some games where you obviously like Leon and the UCL a couple years ago where he had, like, the missed sitter. But I feel like he turns up in a lot of big games, and he turned up against this one in PSG against PSG. And then I had Sancho, obviously, as well, for two back-to-back goals against Chelsea and against Villarreal and the UCL. So, yeah, we get pretty similar yeah, uh, team of the week. What's the respect of my boy, uh, what's it called, Raheem, man? Sometimes Raheem. Y'all be, y'all, y'all, I love Raheem y'all, Sterling. I think you he gets, guys, he gets you guys a lot had disrespected him the other day, but that's for another time. I don't think he's... I think he should leave City. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. no, he definitely yeah, should. He, he definitely should. Leave he definitely should. But don't be disrespecting my boy uh, uh, with Raheem. Second and second and Ballon d'Or rookies from City players. So I mean, you gotta oh, give him some props. Y'all know what? That could be for another episode. But those Ballon d'Or yeah. rankings are not. It. I think that's what we should touch up on next week. Those yeah, Ballon d'Or those Ballon d'Or rankings. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get to twenty six. Okay, so we'll get to that next week. There's a lot to go over with Ballon d'Or rankings. There's thirty players. Have been rated, and we have all uh, disagreed we're, we're, heavily. Dude, even if he has a city fan, I'm not a fan. 
<laughs> we could also touch up on the ESPN ratings. <laughs> <laughs> those are even those, worse. Those are worse. Okay. We'll touch on all those crazy uh, 2021 ratings, hopefully in a week or so time. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Top 4. The Top 4 has been brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year to find all the news Titans need to know. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>